Welcome back to the Office Marketing Podcast with Mike Swigert, the podcast all about sales tips, mindset, and value bombs. Five questions to help make your day more productive and learn a thing or two. Here is your host, best-selling author, Mike Swigert. Hey, everybody. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen to the Office Marketing Podcast. I've got a, uh, a, a fun guest today. We're talking about branding, brand strategy. We're talking about amazing, amazing, uh, very timely, timely things. I've got Jamie Solomon. She's the co-owner of, of Studio 1011. It is a, a branding specialty company that works with companies from all different sizes and all different uh, strategies. She's going to talk about a bunch of them today. Um, we're going to talk about all kinds of things from taglines to content creation to brand development, creative, virtual presence, um, the evolution of, of uh, trade shows in this uh, with the impact of, of the, uh, the shutdowns. But uh, without further ado, Janie, I really want to welcome you and thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Mike, for having me. This is great. Well, Janie, you have amazing acumen. I really enjoyed our, our pre-talk. And could you kind of walk us through this evolution? Because you've seen, you've lived this uh, digital evolution the last couple decades or three decades of, of really seeing it and living it hands-on. Kind of, kind of walk us through your, your branding journey. Sure, sure, sure. So you know, we started in 1999 as a, as a, you know, a exhibit design, um, trade show design. Now we're trade show design and build and many, many other things. But at that time, um, yeah, we were busy all the time. And then 9-11 hit and that kind of changed the course of trade shows and exhibits as we knew them for a period of time. And digital became so important and um, kind of a new, a new entry for brand and marketing and trade shows. So we became a digital agency as a result of 9-11 and grew into web development. And now here we are for a pandemic and trade shows are down again. So you have to reinvent yourself once again and it's back to digital. But um, the difference is the software has changed. The technology is totally different. You, um, you learn a whole new way of doing things. And so now we're doing virtual trade shows kind of in a not in there, there are virtual trade shows that are set up by associations that are cool and accessible and you get all the information you need. You can chat, you know, it's almost like being in person, um, but we take it one step further and take your existing booth or we take an imaginative booth and we create a 3D world where you can experience really unlimited possibilities so it's um, learning about your products or services, watching videos, um, actually walking into a conference room that's 3D and you click a button and you are actually having a meeting with your sales consultant from that company or you can invite people to join you. Like it's really, it's cool how much there is to do with it. It seems like with the pandemic, we don't really have enough time to convince people that that's, this is so awesome. But we also see now that trade shows are coming back and there will be a hybrid and where the digital world will still be 
so like more relevant than it ever has been. Um, so it's exciting for us because all this work we've been doing is not for nothing. Mm -hmm. It's like we've become experts on on virtual meetings and and, um, and events. So that that's where we are now. That's I love it. I love it. I, you know, even in our pre-talk, we we talked a lot about hybrid, but I almost feel like all this hyper digital virtual evolution we've had in the last 13 or 14 months and recording this in spring of 2021, right? The, the, we really accelerated a lot of this, but is it so much a hybrid or is it things we learned that companies are now going to apply to virtual tours of their companies? Can you talk a little bit about that? I think the term hybrid will stick for okay. a while because okay. people have to um, wrap their heads around not doing face-to-face marketing it comes easily for some and not so for others you know companies who rely on that three seconds somebody's coming by your booth in order to get leads i mean that's that's gone so um and to do exclusively virtual your audience isn't going to be the same you know volume so you're still not going to you're not getting those leads again so Hybrid will stay for a while, I believe. And then eventually it's just going to be part of how we do things. And it probably won't be called hybrid anymore. It'll probably just be called a trade show. Okay. And your trade show is going to be physical and it's going to be digital and it'll be super cool. That's good. You know? That's good. I'm, yeah. I'm glad. I um, think I'm speaking at about eight live conferences this fall. And wow. as, a, uh, <laughs> cool. as, an, as an oxytocin addict, I really look forward to it. Like I really... Um, if anybody knows oxytocin is sort of what your brain releases and it's that connection feeling when you mm -hmm. connect with another human being. And as someone who is probably, I've probably exhibited at a hundred trade, 150 trade shows in my lifetime, and different sales jobs that I've had. I love that three seconds when people walk by. I really do. Yeah. Janie, that's, I live off that. You know, the concept of somebody walking by and being like, Hey, how's it going? You know, and starting a conversation that I, I've, I love that. I mean, that's, so you know, the pain people are feeling by not being, I mean, that's their entire way of getting their business and they're not, you know, that's lost this year. So mm -hmm. they'll be coming back with a vengeance. I'm sure it'll be great. I, it's actually a, a chapter. I'm writing my third book right now. And one of the chapters in the book is actually trade shows. I might, I might, uh, I know exactly watch this. Cause it's, it's talking about being great at certain things, right? And, and I'm really talking about, hey, how to be great at a trade show. This is what you do before, this is what you do during, and this is what you do after. And um, I believe that the human piece is going to be very important, but I'm really glad to hear that we can create an environment where all people can feel safe. You know, yeah. that, that's going to be key. That is key. Um, and, and the virtual isn't just for meetings and events, it's for shopping, it's for, you know, looking at cars, it's for anything. I mean, it's, it can apply to any and every industry and it's going to blow up. I'm sure it is already blowing yeah. up. Yeah. We just don't all see it. Well, how should, well, that, so as a branding expert, Janie, why don't you walk people through, like I'm, if I'm owner of a company, how could I best use virtual to tell my story? in 2021 and moving forward and not feel like I'm wasting money, right? I don't want to feel like I'm creating all this stuff that is going to be obsolete six months from now. How can I make a great investment, tell a great story 
that has uh, you know a little longevity to it? What what would you tell those people? It's almost like a, your website, um, and you know where would these companies be without a website? Twenty years ago, people were frantic, like, oh my gosh, I need a website. Well, soon it's going to be. I need to extend my brand into a more interactive space in order to get a whole new, you know, assembly of people that that's what they're looking for. We're going to, we will become accustomed to doing, we already are becoming accustomed to doing things online. You know, we're meeting right now online. So um, I would say the, a beautiful thing about it is that you can take components of these massive, you can always add to it, number one. You can start with a virtual space that's very small. Maybe it's just a room and it has a few widgets, right? It can always be added onto, it's imaginative, it's never ending. Um, but it also has snippets that you can pull and use in social media. Um, you can package them and deliver them however you wish, whether it's Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, you know, doesn't matter. But it's um, the, the components are like little bites of information and messaging that extends your your brand and your your voice. Okay, so where where does this live? You've done this great job. You created this this virtual information space. Now it can be obviously part of a trade show, right? But now you know, say it's six months, nine months from now, and maybe they're, they're not needing it so much for a virtual trade show. Does that now live on their website? Does it live on YouTube? Or where where is this virtual content going to live? Yes, it lives on their website, typically. Um, although you bring up YouTube a lot, uh, if we're doing a lot of videos, almost everything is pulling in from YouTube. So it's just actually giving legs to like people who are already using YouTube. It gives you, you know, a deeper connection and you know extending that value from youtube into something bigger so okay. yeah but it lives on their website usually we recommended like a separate domain that's connected you know so it's actually you know it's a new it's a new piece it's a new part of your brand okay so when it, when it comes to branding uh, which i'm which i'm so glad you're on because branding is so so important right when it comes to branding and you're doing a virtual piece What's the key thing you want someone to walk away from? Once they go into virtual space and they leave, what do you want them to know about the brand? What are the key takeaways? What are the key call to, calls to action? Like, what are you trying to do when someone enters a virtual space like that? This episode of the Office Marketing Podcast is brought to you by Fusion Advisory. We help commercial contractors generate leads online profitably. Check us out at fusion-advisory.com. We need to grab their attention. And as quickly as if we were on the trade show floor and knowing you have three seconds when that person's walking by. Um, so the, the content is organized in a fashion, like there's hierarchy, just like there's on a website, just like there is in a booth space. Um, so we don't treat it any differently. It's still, you know, the tenets of branding, your, your messaging, your consistency, your clarity. Um, if it's product you're selling, Boom, we want you within, you know, one or two clicks right where you need to be. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of training involved for the people who are on the client side of this. Um, not a lot of training, but just so they understand the importance of like, it's this isn't a quick fix. This isn't just a, a placeholder to, you know, until you're back on the trade show floor. Like this is, 
this is a, an additional way for you to sell your products and services. Like, you know, use it and, mm-hmm. you know, promote it and get people comfortable. Like you can right away chat with somebody in sales and say, I need this product today. Can you help me? Just like you can on a website, but it's so much cooler because you're in the room and you can turn around and see the, you can see the underside of the product. You can turn it, you know, it's just so much cooler. All right. Help me with that though. So are we, are we doing this with goggles on or what are we doing? No. Okay. We're doing this. really just, you are clicking a button, you're zooming in, you're turning around you know, you're in a 3D world and it can be in as, as imaginative or as realistic as you want. Um, okay. You know, like we take a booth that we've already built and we design in 3D. So we have those components and we just, you know, make it, we just make it grow. But the cooler, the cooler way is to take something just totally off the wall. And, you know, you can be in outer space, you can be underwater, you know, it's unlimited. I like it. I like it. Well, I don't know if, uh, I don't, I have too many dreams where I'm underwater breathing, um, but I don't know if I want that one, but I do. I like the way you're thinking, you know, super outside the box. I, I, my belly as a marketer tells me that, that we are going to learn so much from this virtual experience that um, I, I think, you know, where I'm going with this, where it's, I almost feel like, we're going to learn how to do a virtual, we're going to learn how to tell virtual stories and how to do virtual immersion. And that's going to be a whole new industry. I really believe that, that you guys are positioned great for this, but you're also positioned for the fact that we want to go back to human interactions. Like we want to get back to, you know, that human connection. So what are some tips you can give people that maybe are booking, you know, live? Uh, Like I said, I'm speaking at eight conferences this fall. How do you, how do you help people get back ready for live presentations? We, how do we get ready, people ready? Um, Just like we were building a new booth for you, you know, it's the same, you know, we start with concepting, you know, what's your message at this show? Who's your audience? Um, The same story, but there'll be more video. There'll be more of an interface in your booth. You know, let's say you have salespeople, there's a line waiting for people, you know, to, to talk to these salespeople. What are they going to do while they're waiting? Well, sometimes, you know, you hand out bottles of water or whatever, um, but why not give them an iPad and say, hey, check this out. You can explore our virtual world while you're waiting to talk to our sales consultant or, you know, mm. here, play this game and you can win a prize, Right. That's the other thing you can do. You can play games on it. It's just like, you know, Good. take a survey. I hope, when I, I hope people, yeah, I love that. I mean, I, I think that the more interactive on so many different levels, it's going to connect to different people. Some people are going to be like, oh my gosh, I love this tech connection. Whereas some mm-hmm. people are going to be like, I really care about a tech connection. I just want to read your face and believe, are you really, do you believe in your product? And I think that's one thing that, um, one of the reasons why people go to trade shows mm-hmm. is they kind of want to see, they want to see, feel in touch. They want to go like, are you guys full of malarkey? Or like, is this really a good product? They want to see fit and finish, right? I mean, that's kind of one of the sure. reasons why we do that. We don't do it just because we want to go shake hands and, and be around 60,000 people. 
we kind of are skeptics and we kind of want to, we want to call BS on stuff. And it's, that's what we have to do when we see it face to face. Right. It's like buying a mattress, you know, <laughs> you really like to try that out before you, you don't want to return pay shipping. <laughs> so Absolutely. I I've, it, I, that's a conversation my wife and I have because we have a mattress right now that my back doesn't hurt. And my wife's like, we need a new mattress. And I'm like, I don't know. I sleep every night and it, my back doesn't hurt. But I would definitely have to go face to face and and go test a million before we bought a new one. But, you know, that's that's what it's all about. It really is. All right. So what's a um, what's a great piece as people sort of move from virtual to hybrid um, through this space? What's a good piece of advice you can give anyone that's trying to spread their brand, whether it be through a virtual solution or through a trade show solution? Um, I, it's so competitive now that you're, the concise message is everything, you know, you have so much to say about your product and you're really excited about it. And, but it's so important to drill it down into, you know, the smallest bites and you might have a lot to say, but you can always use that in different punches. Um, you know, like social media is a great example for that. Like, so you did this huge presentation and you want to blast it out to everybody it's too much content you know an email blast that's like three pages long nobody wants to read all that they just want that blurb that's you know shows your confidence and your expertise so that's my i think that's pretty a consistent message from us as marketers and and branders that we are always trying to minimize the words, you know, the picture is really important. The message is very important, but it needs to be concise. And so you have a lot to say, let's just use it in many different ways. We can use all the, we can use all of it, but you hire us to package it in these little bites that make sense to people. And that's how you grow your brand. Um, I was reading, I, I was listening to an interview the other day and this guy said that the brand is actually what other people mm. perceive you to be. It's not your idea. Mm -hmm. So if you're not consistent and you don't have a concise message, you're, the, the impression you're giving, you could have thousands or millions of different brands, but what you want to put out there is concise so that there's more of a cohesive comprehension mm -hmm. from the other side, from your consumers. I like that. No, I, I think I've heard that before. It's like marketing is what you say about your product and branding is what people say about your product, like, or, you yes. know, something, or it's, 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 it's overly simplified, but right. it's well, if like, you're an it, Apple user or you're a Microsoft user and you're devoted to that brand, you know, you're like brand married mm -hmm. to Apple or to Microsoft for certain reasons, but they're your reasons. But they're also, their identities are so crystal clear that there's probably not a ton of variation on either side of fandom. Yeah. Right? Right. I was, I was actually, you'll appreciate this. I, um, I, I'm a huge Elvis fan. I, Elvis and I have the same birthday, January 8th. <laughs> and so as a kid, yeah, I, I, as a kid, there were only, you know, three or four channels on TV. So we'd eat dinner and watch, you know, Blue Hawaii. I mean, you know, that's, that's what Love we would it. do. And um, so this past weekend, every once in a while, I'll listen to an album start to finish the way it was recorded. And I listened to Elvis Presley, 1972, live at Madison Square Garden. 
Awesome. Right. And as a marketing and branding person, I kept listening to this going like, this guy is a genius. Like this guy is a branding expert. Every song was between uh, two minutes and four minutes. Like he even knew attention span. He, he sang Proud Mary. He did a modified version of Hound Dog. He did like he ad-libbed. He wore a black jump leather jumpsuit. Like <laughs> he had, you know, charm and charisma and connection. And, and I'm like, I can write an entire book about this one concert. It was brilliant, absolute brilliance. Like that, that man knew branding before people even knew what the branding word was. Yes. It was, it was fun. So I hope anybody listening, seriously, you just have to go back and listen, just start out by listening to Suspicious Minds. And, <laughs> um, and Elvis is just uh, the ultimate, ultimate marker. He's so charming and smooth and, and just, he, he was the Maybe ultimate. Maybe that should be your approach when you're doing these, these speaking events coming up, you should kind of take the Elvis approach. Oh my gosh. Maybe sing a song or two. <laughs> he's just, he's just the king. That charisma and that talent and just the, 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 the voice that he had and his ability to yeah. deliver it is, is absolutely, absolutely amazing. But like, if you, if any business here could listen, I don't care if you, if you're a general contractor or manufacturing furniture or, or no matter what you do, there's something to be learned there. Understand your audience, cater to your audience, create content that your audience wants, right? I mean, that's, that's what our job is. Yeah. And I want to say confidence, but I also um, see it as, and I hear this, I've, I've heard it on a number of your shows where people always bring up humility and being humble. Um, like you, it's like a, you can be confident and still be humble. And that seems to be kind of, today's world like there you got to have trust you've got to be trustworthy you got to put yourself out there and be strong about it but i think humility is is key too oh yeah i'm amazing at being humble i'm probably the best at being humble janie i mean nobody in the world <laughs> nobody in the history of the world has been humble like me i mean really i'm bingo <laughs> well you know what i i think when i hit my 60s i'll start working on my humility no i'm just <laughs> Actually, I'm, I am extremely humbled to, to spend time with you because I told you even in our pre-talk, I was really looking forward to talking to you because I think branding and, and virtual shows and, and live shows are, are great. Your energy is incredible. Can you give us, uh, what's your hack? What do you do to keep your mindset positive, Janie? What's your personal hack? Because you, you really are. Um, it comes through. Thank you so much. Um, I movement is key for me and you know i like everybody or most people i forget you know and then i catch myself like i need to work out i need yoga even if if i if i don't have time 10 minutes of yoga does it i'm just i'm back you know quiet everything else and you know clear the clutter mm -hmm. which is another thing i'm pretty sensitive to is my physical space and I'm sure that has something to do with why I do what I do for work. But, um, you know, I move furniture around if you need to, or put a plant in a different window. Like it's just, sometimes you just need to, your, your space has to change, whether you're in an office or you're at your home office, or it's just your home. Like I can feel it when I walk into someone's house and it's messy mm. and, you know, I don't even know their stuff, but I can just feel like, oh my gosh, we need to like yeah. fix this. Yeah. right? It doesn't affect everybody, but it does affect me. And that definitely makes me have a better day. 
um, and a nicer person <laughs> to be around. So. I, I, me and my, my oldest daughter and, and, and I, we would both agree with you a hundred percent. Like, are you a person that's picky on where you sit in a restaurant too? Like, do you care where your seat is? I used to, but my mother is so much like that. And I, we joke about it, yeah. but I try not to, but yes, I do. I want to be yeah. facing a certain way. I don't mm -hmm. really want to be next to the kitchen. I'd rather sit at the bar if, you know, if, it, if those are my options. So I, I think fun, I think feng shui is an energy. I think it's a, uh, I think I can walk into a room and feel it. I've read, you know, mm -hmm. probably three or four books on feng shui. And, and when I did, I was like, oh, that's me. Like, I feel I know if I'm in a space with water, if I'm in a space with curves or when I'm in a space without angles facing me, like I feel that peace and it, I don't know if everybody does, but I know that it hits me more sensitively than, than most people. Like, I, and you do need to change it. You know, it's, like it that. might be fine today, but as the season changes and the light changes in the room, you, you're just like, you know, not it's not effective and then love you gotta shift things around a little bit i love it i love it is there a uh is there a, a book that you could recommend i um i'm more of a cookbook type person please share a cookbook janie we love it that's great <laughs> okay. i want a cookbook hey if it's bobby flay or emerald i'm a fan but you know you probably have something slightly more evolved than those boys so what do you got well, I don't like, I have two. Um, I mean, tradition, traditionally, Julia Child's The French Cookbook, it's based on her series, like the whole year or two of every show is mapped out and with every recipe from that show. And you can hear her voice and she's so witty and the food is amazing. And it's just like super traditional, really good French. And, um, but conversely in more, probably more contemporary is um, Otto, um, Otto Lange. He's just like, he's Israeli and he has several cookbooks, but I think my favorite is called Plenty. And it's just, everything's about color. And I could spend hours making a really complex sauce or, you know, layering, like sometimes we don't eat till very late at night <laughs> because I just get carried away. But like his food, he uses so many ingredients and in the right way, you know, he, you can have too much on the plate and it's like, eh. this is like, it's just a thing of beauty. He uses so much color and texture and it forces you to try new things. Like I made a dish the other day that had um, soba noodles with grilled eggplant and mango and mango and eggplant like why how would you ever think to put those together but it was so good okay you know, like, all right so all those right, are Jamie. my two all right we got in the show notes we're going to share a recipe okay oh, i need yes. you to send me the links to the books that you like because okay i think it i i love it obviously i'm, I'm a foodie i'm a huge huge i love love cooking too but um and you and i could probably do a whole show on that too but maybe that's <laughs> but, next time um, all right, so share, you have to send me the uh, links, send me one of your favorite recipes, I'll put it in the notes and uh, and it'll be great. So how else would people get in touch with you? Really, it's Studio 1011, email, LinkedIn, what's the best? Um, yeah, my email is Janie, J-A-N-I-E, at studio1011 and .com. And LinkedIn, of course. Um, so i'm all over the place i'm on instagram and a few places and facebook and all that stuff but those are the most simplified all right good so if Love you want to talk anyone. 
if you guys want to talk to a, a, an absolute, just an extremely kind, intelligent person uh, about branding, about uh, trade shows, virtual trade shows, virtually telling your story, or if you just need help with, you know, taglines or creating content, Janie brings so much to the table, guys. Like she's a, a what a great resource and, and really a, a joy to be around, Janie. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Mike. I really appreciate it. This was fun. All right. Well, have a good day and, and thanks again. <laughs> All right. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Office Marketing Podcast. Be sure to join the conversation on our YouTube channel, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. If you enjoyed the episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.